Hi, this is Dr. Minnie Malhotra and welcome to The Better Prescription. And as a physician, I have always wanted to help people understand that there is a better way of taking care of your health away from prescriptions and procedures. And this podcast is a tool that will help and guide you to a natural root cause approach, which can not only prevent disease, but also reverse them if not to advance. This podcast is not a replacement for medical advice. If you are looking for medical advice, seek a licensed medical professional. If you are looking for a functional medicine practitioner, you can go to IFM website or A4M website and look for a practitioner close to you. If you are looking to work for with us, then you can go to our website anchorwellnesscenter.com and book a strategy session with us. So today I am going to talk to you about epigenetics and what is the importance. You ever wonder why some people look and act 10 years younger than they are? A person's epigenetic age matters far more than the number of candles on their birthday cake when it comes to estimating the health and age-related disease risks. Aging itself is the gradual loss of function at the cellular and molecular level. And epigenetics plays an important part in regulating and controlling those functions. So it also plays a big part in aging. An accelerated epigenetic aging is actually the number one risk factor for developing most age-related chronic diseases. So there are tests like true age, which you can measure your epigenetic aging and use the reports as a reference point to begin tracking how your lifestyle changes can affect your aging at the molecular level so that we can measure aging so that you can more effectively manage it. So what is epigenetics? Your DNA is your body's recipe book. Different areas of the body like brain, skin, read different chapters from that book. An epigenetic marker like DNA methylation can act as a biological whiteout, changing phrases, sentences and even entire recipes. So this reversible process is your body's way of controlling which parts of your DNA are read without changing the DNA itself. And this is called epigenetics. And it is what your body uses to change gene expression throughout your life. Many studies have found that DNA methylation is highly correlated to aging. So we use epigenetics to analyze it and to create a true it creates like a true age epigenetic collection. So you can keep checking it on true age and it will keep showing you as a graph. Your genes play an important role in your health, but so do your behaviors and environment. And such as what you eat and how physically active you are. Epigenetics is a study of how your behaviors and environment can cause changes that affect the way your genes work. Unlike genetic change, epigenetic changes are reversible and do not change your DNA sequence but they can change how your body reads a DNA sequence. So gene expression refers to how often or when proteins are created from instructions within your genes. While genetic change can alter which protein is made, epigenetic changes affect gene expression to turn genes on and off. Since your environment and behavior such as diet, exercise can result in epigenetic changes, it is easy to see the connection between your genes and your behavior and environment. So how does epigenetics work? Epigenetics changes affects gene expression in different ways and types of epigenetic changes include DNA methylation. Like I told you in my previous episode, DNA methylation, the faster your DNA methylates, the more you age, right? More diseases you can have. 
DNA methylation works by adding chemical group to the DNA and typically this group is added to a specific places in the DNA which blocks the proteins that attach to the DNA to read the gene. The chemical group can be removed through a process called demethylation. Typically, methylation turns the gene off and demethylation turns genes on. Next is histone modification. DNA wraps around proteins called as histones and DNA wrapped tightly around histones cannot be accessed by proteins that read the genes. Some genes are wrapped around the histones that are turned and are turned off while some genes are not wrapped around histones and are turned on. Chemical groups can be added or removed from the histones and change whether a gene is unwrapped that is on and wrapped that is off. The next is non-coding RNA. So your DNA is using instructions for making coding and non-coding RNA. Coding RNA is used to make proteins and non-coding RNA helps control gene expression by attaching to the coding RNA along with certain proteins to break down the coding RNA so that it cannot be used to make proteins. And non-coding RNA may also recruit proteins to modify histones to turn genes on or off. So how can your epigenetics change? Your epigenetics changes as you age, both as a part of normal development and aging and in response to your behaviors and our environment. One, epigenetics and development. So the changes begin before you are born. All your cells have the same genes but look and act differently. As you grow and develop, epigenetics helps determine which function of a, a cell will have, for example, whether it will be a heart cell, nerve cell or a skin cell. Example, nerve cell versus nerve uh, muscle cell. Your muscles, cells and nerves have the same DNA but work differently. A nerve cell tr transports information to other cells in your body and a muscle cell has a structure that aids in your body's ability to move. Epigenetics allows the muscle cell to turn on genes to make proteins important for its job and turns off genes important for a nerve cell's job. So epigenetics and age. Your epigenetics changes throughout life. Your epigenetics at birth is not the same as your epigenetics during childhood or adulthood. For example, study of a newborn versus 26-year-old versus 103-year-old. DNA methylation at million sites were measured in newborn, 26-year-old and 103-year-old. The level of DNA methylation increases with age. A new, newborn had the highest DNA methylation, the 103-year-old had the lowest DNA methylation and the 26-year-old had a DNA methylation between newborn and 103-year-old. So you want your DNA to be methylated, right? Three is epigenetics and reversibility. So not all epigenetic changes are permanent. Some epigenetic changes can be added or removed in response to changes in behavior or environment. For example, smokers versus non-smokers versus former smokers. Smoking can result in epigenetic changes. For example, at certain parts of the AHRR genes, smokers tend to have less DNA methylation than non-smokers. And the difference is greater for heavy smokers and long-term smokers. After quitting smoking, former smokers can begin to have increased DNA methylation at this gene. Eventually, they can reach levels similar to those of non-smokers. In some cases, this can happen in under a year. But the length of time depends on how long and how much someone smoked before quitting. 
Epigenetics and your health. So it can affect your health in different ways. One is infections. Germs can change your epigenetics to weaken your immune system. And this helps the germ survive. For example, mycobacterium tuberculosis, which causes tuberculosis. And infections with these germs causes the changes in the histones in some of your immune cells that result in turning of IL-12B gene. And I, turning of the IL-12B gene weakens your immune system and improves the survival of mycobacterium tuberculosis. Number two is cancer. Certain mutations make you more likely to develop cancer. Likewise, some epigenetic changes increase your cancer risk. For example, having a mutation in the BRCA1 gene that prevents it from working properly makes you more likely to get breast and other cancers. Similarly, increased DNA methylation that results in decreased BRCA gene expression raises your risk of breast and other cancers. While cancer cells have increased DNA methylation at certain genes, overall DNA methylation levels are lower in cancer cells compared with normal cells. Different types of cancer cells that look alike have different DNA methylation patterns. Epigenetics can be used to help determine which type of cancer a person has or can help to find hard to detect cancers earlier. Epigenetics alone cannot diagnose cancer and cancers would need to be confirmed with further screening tests, for example, colorectal cancer. Colorectal cancer have increased methylation at SEPT9 gene, so SEPT9 genes. And some commercial epigenetic-based tests for colorectal cancer look at DNA methylation levels at SEPT9 genes. When used with other diagnostic screening tests, these epigenetic-based tests can help find cancer early. Next is nutrition during pregnancy. A pregnant woman's environment and behavior during pregnancy, such as whether she eats healthy food, can change the baby's epigenetics. And some of these changes can remain for decades and might make the child more likely to get certain diseases. For example, Dutch hunger, winter famine of 1944-45. People whose mothers were pregnant with them and when the famine broke were more likely to develop certain diseases such heart disease, schizophrenia, type 2 diabetes. And around 60 years after the famine, researchers looked at the methylation levels in the people whose mothers were pregnant with them during that time. These people had increased methylation at some genes and decreased methylation at other genes compared with the siblings who were not exposed to the famine before their birth. And these differences in methylation could explain why these people had an increased likelihood for certain diseases later in life. When something changes the gene expression without changing the DNA itself, that's epigenetics. DNA methylation is a type of epigenetic marker and there are a few epigenetic markers like histone modification. So there is a test which I use called as TrueAge. So TrueAge is a collection of your epigenetic age reports. This marker analyzes something called as methylation, which I spoke about, and is currently the most useful and accurate way, one of the most accurate ways to measure biological process of aging. And different areas of the body aged at different rates due to differences in cell types and stressors, since those different aging rates also impact health and lifespan in different ways. We realize that there is no single perfect measure of aging and no single biological age number could express all the useful things we can tell you about aging and how it impacts your health. 
So True Age has expanded it into a collection of reports instead of a single number. And it looks at different aspects of epigenetic aging along with traits reports and other advanced metrics. And it offers a more and larger complete picture of your ever-changing health and lifespan. So I use it a lot in my practice to help people understand about aging and how their environment or their lifestyle is affecting because I practice a lot of lifestyle medicine and functional medicine is lifestyle medicine and how it can improve their health. So I hope this was helpful. That's all I have for you today. I'll talk to you again next week with another topic. Send your questions to Dr. Mini at anchorwellnesscenter.com and share this with your friends and family and give us a review, a good one. Take care and have a great rest of your day. Bye.